This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, exclusively on the Bun 2.0, KBUNFM 104.5. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by DS Beverages, Paul Bunyan Country's distributor of Anheuser-Busch Beverages, and by Bond and Lock and Key, Paul Bunyan Country's home for Liberty Safes. Today on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, we get to talk with the Regional Director of Ducks Unlimited in our neck of the woods, uh, Scott Anderson. Scott, I know he asks this every time you come on, but again, what what is the region that we're talking about here? Uh, kind of northern, northwestern Minnesota. Um, kind of stretches from uh, Little Falls over to Grand Rapids, up to I Falls, and then everything to the west of that, kind of okay. over to Moorhead. So the borders of North Dakota and Canada as well. All right. So you, you've had a lot of banquets and a lot of uh, events to go to over the course of the of a year, I suppose. Yeah, we had a lot this past fall, and things are starting to get going again here for the winter or spring. How many chapters are there in the region? Uh, there's about 40 to 45 chapters in the region, and they host about probably 60 to 70 events a year. Okay. And one of those events is coming up this weekend, which is the main reason we brought you in, is to talk about uh, the Bemidji Ducks Unlimited Sportsman's Bingo. Yeah, it's kind of a, a new event that we did last year. Uh, it's, uh, it went over really well. We actually sold it out uh, before the event even started. But basically, it's kind of what it sounds like. We're playing bingo, and but instead of maybe winning a gift card or something like that, or you're going to win guns, potentially. You know, We have a big banner that you can pick off that has power tools, grills, uh, shotguns, rifles, handguns, kind of the... The gamut of different uh, outdoor type stuff, and uh, the winner of each round of bingo gets to pick one of those items. Wow. Okay. So, and, and if I, were, I was looking at the information, there's, there's ten rounds of bingo. Ten rounds of bingo. Yep. Okay. So, how does it all work? Well, basically, there's a twenty-five dollar entry fee. Uh, it's going to get you a chance at a door prize gun, and then uh, a meal for that night at Lazy Jacks. Um, and then you can buy rounds of bingo each time before we start, or you can just buy the whole pack at once and get done with it right when you walk in as well, too. Uh, we'll play a few games, take a break, uh, let people stretch the legs, go to the bathroom, grab some drinks, whatever they want, maybe do a raffle then, play some more games, take a break, play some more games, and finish off the night. And it, it usually goes pretty quick. We're usually done in you know two to three hours, um, and obviously with the meal in there, uh, we'll be in the middle of it as well. Okay, and you play different styles of bingo? Yep. Different patterns, you know, the standard mm-hmm. one, you know, you do that, you know, I don't know if we picked them all out yet, but we'll finish with a blackout, which would be the biggest prize of the night where people could actually pick uh, a couple items off the banner instead of just one um, that we offer. But, um, you know, different T-Bingo, X-Bingo, you know, we, we just kind of do something a little bit different each round just to keep some variety. Sure. So, I mean, you, you mentioned some of the prizes, but what are some of the real big things that you got available for People. Well, everybody, like I said, everyone loves guns around here. Uh, we're so involved in the outdoors. Um, it's, I mean, there's the the banner that we post up that you get to pick off of has, you know, probably 15 to 20 different guns to choose from. Um, you know, rifles, shotguns, handguns, like I mentioned. But if you you know hunting or guns aren't what you're into, we got uh, Traeger grills on there. We got Milwaukee Power Tools. Um, there's uh, Sitka, which is a outdoor uh, hunting gear clothing company you can pick from them. Uh, there is fishing gear as well on there too, so it kind of touches. If you if you like the outdoors, you'll find something you like. And if worse comes to shove or push comes to shove, we can give you some cash, or you can even take gift cards uh, for Reed Sporting Goods. Okay. Is there a limit to how many tickets can be sold for this event? Uh, last year, I think it's about 150. That's the max because I mean. If you've been right. in Lazy Jacks, we use both sides of the building, oh, um, wow. okay. and we stack tables in there. It's pretty full. Um, and like I said, we did sell out last year. Uh, we're not there yet, but I'm um, guessing we might get close. So if people do want tickets, 
Um, it's probably something you don't want to wait to try to walk in that day for, but it's always okay. worth calling and asking, though, for sure, too. Okay, and, and you can get those both online and at Lazy Jacks, correct? Yep, tickets are at Lazy Jacks. That might be the easiest thing for people to do. Just go in there. They're behind the bar. Um, you can also go to uh, online at ducks.org slash events, and uh, you can find it in Minnesota there, and you'll find the Bemidji Sportsman's Bingo listed, and you can buy them right there as well, too. Okay, so then that's, uh, that's $25 for the entry, the raffle, or the uh, door prize um, and a meal chance, well. yep, and the meal. But you can also buy the the, the bingo games in advance, the whole 10-pack if you wanted to, correct? Yep, yep. So basically the bingo games uh, will range from either $5 a game or $10 a game, depending on the, the value of prizes we're giving away. Uh, if you wanted to buy into all 10 at one shot, which get your pack, it'd be $85 total. Um, and it's kind of the standard if, you know, anyone goes out there and plays the, the bar bingo or whatever, you get, you know, the three games on one sheet. And so you're get, technically getting three games for that cost for every single one of the 10 games. Okay. Sounds like a lot of fun. It is. People had a great time last year. Like I said, we sold it out, so people were excited about it. Sent plenty, ho- plenty of people home with prizes, um, and then we do have some bonus prizes we give. So, like, you know, the first maybe the first number we call on each round. If you have that on your card, you get a little bonus prize um, after that game's done. Things like that. So there's plenty of stuff to get and win. That's for sure. Okay. And again, I'll, it's uh, put on by Bemidji Ducks Unlimited. All of it goes into DU. Correct. Okay. Um, then coming up next month. Late next month, you got a couple of big events with the BSU Ducks Unlimited crew. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Bemidji State Ducks Unlimited, the last weekend of February, of course, being leap year this year, would be the 28th, 29th, um, has two events, actually. We added something new this year. Um, there's, a, there's a Netflix show and podcast called Meat Eater. Um, it's hosted by Steve Rinella and a, and a crew of people that he uh, is involved in the outdoors with. Um, and we're actually bringing Stephen Ranella and Cal Ryan Callahan in on Friday of that weekend, which is the 28th, for a speaking engagement. We call it uh, Meat, Eater, Meat Eater with Ducks Unlimited Live at BSU. Uh, it's going to be at the Bow Arts Ballroom. Um, tickets have been sale, on sale actually since December 1st. And unfortunately, if it's the first you're hearing about it, it's already sold out. Um, we sold out in less than a month. Uh, actually, in the first 24 hours, we sold 272 wow. tickets for it. Um, it's a pretty pretty fun event we're going to try. Um, it's more or less kind of like a speaking engagement, kind of like a panel discussion where people can ask questions. And um, you also to kind of hear them talk about their experiences and knowledge of the outdoors and whether it's hunting, tracking, uh, butchering, uh, cooking, all that aspects. Um, and then uh, Saturday, the following day, is actually the Bemidji State Sportsman's Night Out um, at the Hampton Inn. And... Uh, one of the guys, uh, Ryan Callahan, is going to be in attendance at that event as well, too, for Meat Eater, um, kind of working and engaging with people at the event, working a game, having some fun with people. Okay, and uh, how do we get tickets for that? Uh, that um, is online right now um, at uh, ducks.org slash events. And, again, you just kind of search, you know, Minnesota and then find your way to Bemidji State Sportsman's Night Out. Um, and those start at uh, $35 for non-students. Students and kids can get in for $25. And it's okay. kind of, that's more of the standard banquet where, you know, you're getting a meal, uh, raffles and games you play. Um, it's just most of that one is focused on, again, like, you know, outdoor items that people can win. Okay. And the, uh, the BSU uh, DU chapter has been around a long time. It's been very successful. It has. Uh, it started in 1989. It's the longest-running uh, chapter in the state of Minnesota for collegiate university chapters. Uh, it's always ranked in one of the top in the in the nation as well, too. They get recognized just about every single year for uh, the amount of money they raise. Um, of course, all goes back to the mission of Ducks Limited and Conservation. So it's a, it's a fun group to work with, and uh, it's it's good seeing you know kids that age getting involved in volunteering and stuff like that, and when there's sure. plenty of other stuff they could be doing as well. <laughs> True. Uh, so February 28th, 29th, can uh, the 
28th event is sold out, and the 29th event, uh, still some tickets available for that. There is, yep. And that one's a little, I would say, too, about the 29th event, the Sportsman's Night Out. That does start at 2 okay. um, p.m., just because, obviously, we get a lot of students and, and people that like to go to the BSU hockey games as well, too, and it's usually the last home game that weekend uh, at the end of February, and it is again this year. So we started at 2 so that you can come to the event. Start, you know, kind of pre-party for the hockey game, win some prizes, and then head to the game right after the event. Okay, yeah, it's right next to, not that far from Sanford Center either. No. Just at, just at the Hampton. Okay, and again, this Saturday, the Sportsman Bingo at Lazy Jack's. You can actually just get the tickets at Lazy Jack's. It's probably the easiest for most people. Again, okay. you can buy them online at ducks.org slash events, but um, that one does start at 5 o'clock. Doors open. Uh, we'll start our first game of bingo around 536. We'll kind of just play it by ear based on people filing and stuff like that, finding their seats. But uh, easiest way is probably just go right to Lazy Jacks, ask them at the bar. they got the tickets right there. Do they have the uh, the game packs there too? No, we'll hand those. The game packs will be handed okay, out the night. So, so, so if you want to get the game packs in advance, you, you can get those online? Uh, you can't get those online, oh, but I, you, you can get the, the, the entry tickets are available at Lazy Jacks or online, but the bingo packages are only available at Lazy Jacks. Um, and you can buy them in advance, but you'll just get it that night. When gotcha, gotcha. So you can just get it taken care of and paid for now if you wanted to do Correct. that. Correct, yep. Got it. All right, anything else regarding those two events we need to cover? I think we covered it all, but uh, all of them are going to be a good time, so make sure if you, like if, you, if you got the time, it's worth coming out. Is there any other events in our, uh, our region coming up in the near future? Yeah, we got uh, in March, we'll have the Bemidji Ladies event. Uh, I believe it's March 14th. That's at the Hampton as well. Uh, that is a ladies-only event. Um, okay. It's it, that one's a lot of fun. That one gets filled up too, um, kind of a girls' night out, and they yeah. they have a good time doing it. So. Okay. Um, the Malags fishing for ducks is that your region or is that another region? That is this region too. That is okay. uh, in February as well. That's February fifteenth. Uh, fishing for ducks down on Malags and Garrison. There, it's uh, the largest attended event in the nation for Ducks Unlimited. Wow. Um, Pays out a hundred fish prizes. Top prize is twenty thousand dollars for the the That's biggest fish just by good weight. Prize. Yeah, it's not not too shabby. But there's a lot of other great prizes. We have two four wheelers mixed in there. There's even a four wheelers a door prizes for showing up. Um, plenty of other prizes. I think our average cost on all hundred prizes is well over two three hundred dollars. So I mean, you can win some good stuff over there. Okay. Um, we had you in a couple times last fall, I think middle of the duck season, we had a little update. How did duck season turn out up in Minnesota this year? It was it was decent. Um, it kind of came to a quick and abrupt end uh, with a lot of the lakes freezing kind of just right after deer season. You know, if you remember, deer opener was pretty cold on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, and that started locking up a lot of the lakes that weren't already frozen yeah. before. And really the only thing left at that point was big water, like a, you know, like a leech or a cast or a winnie. Um, and even those were a, a little bit of a struggle to get in because you were breaking a lot of shore ice trying to get from, you know, get your boat into the water. So um, it ended probably, I would say, at least a week early, if not even a more in some areas. And uh, it, it was decent. It was a decent year. But, the, you know, the, overall the duck population was down continentally. Um, so you kind of got reflected. Um, in that, um, but also it was just uh, it was a really odd wet year too, where a lot of ducks were spread out because there was water everywhere, um, even in like the farming areas in western Minnesota, southern Minnesota, or even the Dakotas became really difficult too because there was just so much water that right. everything was saturated and you couldn't get out into the fields very well, and the ducks just spread out because there was so much habitat for them to get into. Okay, any thoughts on to why the numbers were down i mean as far as population goes uh yeah a lot of that is directly rated back to how the spring is within how much water there is if it's a dry spring or a wet spring because most you know the ducks have to have the, the wetlands to to breed um and especially after they're they're hatched they bring the brood to the wetlands so the the when it's dry out there's less wetlands 
um, which means less area for them to go to, which can affect them in a lot of different ways. So, and there's a lot of ducks that are, they basically fly north until they find enough water where they want to breed. And when they can't find enough water, they keep flying north. And eventually, if they just can't find the, the suitable habitat they want and the, the water that they need, they just skip it. Mm, okay. Well, I think we'll find water this year. I don't think it'll be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, one more time, Sportsman's Bingo, Lazy Jacks, Saturday. Doors open at 5, 5.36. We start uh, the bingo. You can get the tickets uh, at the DU website or at Lazy Jacks. Correct. Okay. And the uh, Sportsman's Night Out, that's coming up February 29th, uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon at the Hampton. And that's online only to get the tickets for that? It's online. Once we get a little bit closer to that event, we'll get some tickets at a local establishment for people to pick up too. But as of right now, it's just online. Okay. Anything else you want to share about DU before we wrap it up today, Scott? I think we're good. We appreciate all the support we get from up here. Okay. Scott Anderson is the regional director of Ducks Unlimited. And uh, Scott, have a good time this weekend. I will. Thank you. Coming up next on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, if you've been waiting for your opportunity to get into the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic, this year might be the year. Joe Shapesky joins us next. More of the great outdoors with Kev Jackson next on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Country Outdoors, sponsored by DS Beverages and Bonded Lock and Key. Don't forget to check us out on the web, kbunsportsradio.com. Click on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. You can also subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we are on social media. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Before we get into part two of the show, do want to let you know that with all the snow and early snow, as most of you probably know, ice fishing on most area lakes is difficult at best, the American Legion Fishing Derby Committee concluded the poor ice conditions and projected snow and warmer temps raised big concern about their upcoming fishing derby. So they are canceling the fishing portion. However, they are still having the big raffle drawing. So still selling the raffle tickets, still trying to raise money, and still giving away big-time prizes. Well, we're several months away from the annual Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic, but it's the 20th anniversary, and there's some big celebration, and for this year at least, some big changes. Had a chance to talk with Joe Shapesky, the tournament director, about it. Joe, we're just shy of six months out, but we're talking about it today because a couple of big moves by the Knights of Columbus when it comes to this 20th anniversary. That's right. It is our big 20th year for this tournament. Can you believe it's been going on for that long in this community? We've got anglers that have been with it the entire time, so we're just really, really proud of that. And uh, the, the neat part is, for our 20th anniversary, we're going to make it big. We're going to sort of go big or go home, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we are actually opening up the field a little bit to include an additional 20 teams, so there will be room for 120 two-person angling teams this year. And the reason we're doing that is so that we can make our top prize, get this, $20,000 for the top team this year. $20,000, we were talking out there, has to be close to the biggest prize in Minnesota when it comes to a fishing tournament. It is right up there, equal to it, I'm sure, somewhere in there. And probably overall, with everything that we give out for prizes, you know, we've got... Between the raffle, all the the other prizes, everything we're giving away over sixty eight thousand dollars in in total. Wow! Um, so it's it's a big deal. So uh, you were now 
to get to 120 teams, did you have to go chat with the DNR to make that happen, or, or were you already licensed to maybe be able to do that? We were already licensed to do that. We always have been. Okay. Uh, we've always held it at 100 tournament teams, just a little bit on tradition, a little bit of capacity, um, and just making sure we're being good stewards of the lake resource. Uh, but this year, we just wanted to go a little bit bigger, give some additional people an opportunity to be a part of the tournament because there's so many anglers that have uh, been out there and a part of it over the decades and uh, just give them a chance to kind of come back, maybe some new faces as well. So the 100 teams that were in it last year get first crack to be in this year, correct? That is correct. We've traditionally had a priority that is based off of the returning teams, intact teams from last year, and then returning anglers with a new teammate and then open to the public. So that that first phase, returning teams, they can start to register on our website, kcwalleyclassic.com, starting on February 1st, second phase on March 1st. And then if you haven't fished it or you didn't finish fish it last year, you can start to register 8 a.m. on March 8th. Okay. So yeah. that so the, the 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 first 100 have a month to get their registrations in. That is correct. Okay, that is correct. And then uh, so a min, at minimum there will be 20 new teams. But if somebody doesn't return for whatever reason, then there might be up to a few more teams beyond that. That's right. We typically have a few slots left for that that final uh, phase of registration open to the public. Uh, it usually goes fairly quickly though, so we expect it'll take a little bit longer this year. Uh, but given that our prize is now $20,000 for the top teams, um, we expect that we'll still be able to fill it. And uh, any change in the uh, in the entry fee? The entry fee does not change at all this year, so it's still at $480 per two-person team. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who've been sitting on the outside waiting to get in, mm-hmm. mark March 8th? March 8th. On your calendar, this might be your shot to get into the... Uh, Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. That's right. Uh, you can pre-register, uh, so you're ready to go at 8 a.m. on the 8th on our website, kcwalleyclassic.com, and uh, be ready to go. Okay. Well, since it is the 20th anniversary, let's look back. You said, uh, so 2001, it started, it was the uh, Krauss Anderson Walleye Classic in those days, something that they uh, put together, and then uh, after a while, they just said, we can't keep doing this in the middle of construction season. <laughs> That is right. And, you know, part of it is just victims of their own success. They did such a fantastic job growing the tournament, making it really a community-based event. You know, it's a celebration for the entire community about fishing. Yes, it's about tournament angling. We've got fantastic anglers, some of the best fishing you'll see anywhere. Uh, But it's really about getting everybody down to the waterfront and just really enjoying what a resource the lake is. And they grew it, and they grew it, and pretty soon you're seeing over a 1,000 people down at the waterfront full teams, uh, really high-quality type of event, which mm-hmm. takes a lot of work. And uh, like you said, during construction season, after 15 years, I can <laughs> understand where it was time to maybe make a change. So that's where the Knights of Columbus stepped in, and it's not just us. We've got 10 other partners that we work with in the charitable community to make this thing happen, hundreds of volunteers, and uh, we're just really happy to be a part of it. Well, the Knights of Columbus is a is a pretty big organization, for people who aren't real familiar with it, they know that they make footlong hot dogs. That's right. <laughs> at any number of events. Yes. Um, but but what is the Knights of Columbus for those who don't know? 
Knights of Columbus is a faith-based fraternal organization. Our council is based out of St. Philip's Catholic Church here in town. And uh, we are really dedicated to service and faith uh, for our families and uh, within our church and across the community. Uh, we took this on because we wanted to have a bigger presence. You know, we we do a lot more than just the hot dog stand uh, when it comes to what we do in our church. Uh, but we wanted to have an opportunity to make an impact on the broader community as well. And this was just a perfect fit for us. So, uh, yeah, we're excited. And there's a lot of guys in the Knights of Columbus. Yeah, our actual membership for our council, our Bemidji-based council and Wilton, uh, is over 250 members. Um, so it's a lot of people. We've uh, got participation from just about everybody when it comes to selling the raffle tickets. Uh, and then we've got a lot of them that over the course of the three days, probably nearly half of them at least, they're able to come down and help with either setup or running the tournament itself or helping with cleanup afterwards. Okay. And as you noted, there's a lot of people who have been in it for 20 years. Um, I'm sure many, many more that have been in the 19, 18, you know, maybe 15 years or so. Absolutely. Uh, it is one of those things people just they just don't quit doing. That's right. That's right. And uh, that's one of the um, things we had to consider when we agreed to open up the tournament to additional teams. Uh, so if you do get into the tournament this year, we want to make it clear to return to anglers who want to come back again next year in 2021, um, the same priority rules will still apply. So you're going to have to make sure you're ready to go when that registration opens to register for the following year as well okay. to stay in it. So are you going to maintain 120 from this point on? It's going to go back to 100 after okay. this. Okay. Yes. So this is just a, a little extra money and a little extra competition for that 20th anniversary. That's right. We thought it would be a nice way to celebrate and just uh, make it a little bit more fun for everybody and uh, just try to give a little something back to all of our anglers and all of our sponsors. Okay. Well, for those who have uh, followed it, we, we pretty much know all the rules by this point. But for those who are saying, oh, I've heard about this tournament, now I can maybe get in it, give us the rundown of how it works. It's a, it's a typical uh, walleye catch-and-release tournament. That is right. We are, we're pretty proud, actually, of our ratio of being able to return live fish to the lake. Uh, that's very, very important to us. We invest a lot into our systems for that. Um, essentially, you know, you register early in the year, like right now, uh, we've got a rules meeting that happens on Tournament Friday, the day before the tournament itself, where we have a run-through of all the rules. We have a nice meal together with all the teams. And then uh, 7 a.m. come tournament day uh, is when we launch the boats. They launch in order of a number that they drew uh, at the rules meeting. And uh, they've got a chance to fish throughout the remainder of the day until the first waves start coming back at 3.30 that afternoon. And then you get to walk across the stage with your basket of fish and uh, show everybody how you did. Okay, yeah, and it's a five-fish limit, if I recall. Five-fish limit with only two over 20. Two over 20. Yep, and, uh, of course, all other state regulations apply. Uh, and uh, it's it can be pretty competitive. Um, it is very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> as you know, because you've been there, Kevin. Thank you for being with us for the last four years. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's a lot of fun as well. And the weather always seems to work out in the end when it comes to getting across the stage. So it's fantastic that way. It's a lot of fun for people to come down and see. It is a lot of fun. It's a, it's a great time. I enjoy being up there and talking to the guys and seeing who's going to win the fish. When you mentioned it was your fifth year, I went, this will be the fifth year I've done this already? <laughs> yes. It just feels like I've done like one or two maybe. Well, you uh, know, you're so good at it, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, and it's a great tournament, and I've really enjoyed uh, meeting the anglers. And that's the cool thing about 
fishing tournaments and anglers. They just all seem to be pretty cool guys and and, oh, yeah. and gals and 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 just are are in it for the enjoyment of fishing and the outdoors. That's one of the things that's really been a joy for us as a faith faith based community is that this is competitive. But everybody still works together so well. They largely, everybody knows each other. They help each other out. There's boat breakdowns every year. Um, somebody runs out of bait and they'll, you know, we find ways to make sure that everybody can be taken care of. Uh, we treat our anglers very well. We get plenty of food out there and uh, uh, lots of camaraderie before and after. Um, and it's it's become like a family. You get to know these anglers um, who keep coming back year after year. I get calls from them before. After the tournament, you know, hey, thanks for helping put this on again. And now we're getting calls. When's registration open? How's it look? Um, so it's just a lot of fun staying in touch with everyone. The the other cool thing is, despite the fact that you're giving out 20 Gs uh, for the first place and all wow. the other prizes you give out, uh, you still managed to raise a ton of money for uh, a number of organizations. That's right. This last year was we almost matched our record from the previous year. We were short by about $300. We raised, I think it was $62,700 that we gave out to 10 different charitable organizations who participate with volunteers in the tournament. $62,000 last year. And over the course of the lifetime of the tournament, so that's 19 years, mm -hmm. uh, we have given out a total of $820,250. Um, so that's a lot of money that's gone back into the community over the course of this tournament. Not to mention, it's a lot of fun. Come down, have some hot dogs. You know, bring your kid to the bouncy houses, get their face painted, uh, hang out in the beer tent. It's all good. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a great day, no question about it. So um, who is your beneficiaries? And uh, somebody, somebody on the outside looking in and say, how do I get on their radar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's always the thing, too, because uh, it is something where you want we want our participating entities to, uh, you know, have a good volunteer base that they can actually help out with the tournament. Uh, so that's an important thing. That's where all these entities can uh, that's where they all step up and shine. Uh, so you're looking at Bemidji Youth League Baseball. They're very important in helping us to sell raffle tickets. Wounded Warrior Guide Service does a great job with Day of the Tournament things and cleanup last year. They were fantastic. Um, Bemidji Area Special Olympics, another organization that's been with the tournament. I think they were the first beneficiary, actually. Okay. And uh, they've been helping sell raffle tickets since day one. Uh, fishing Has No Boundaries helps out with some of our family activities. Let's Go Fishing helps with a lot of the function of the tournament, uh, weigh-in, uh, fish uh, live wells, that sort of thing. Uh, Take a Kid Fishing helps with our launch and uh, release of the tournament. Uh, scouting, uh, we have, I don't know, 100-some kids that come and help uh, launch boats, clean up, pound in stakes, help with family activities. It's incredible. DNR Fisheries, we're still, as far as I know, the only tournament in the state that gives back to the DNR Fisheries Department uh, for their help in making sure that uh, we run a successful tournament, but also for the work that they do to make the health the lake healthy. And then um, All Pro Dads uh, helps a lot with setup and teardown, a fairly new organization in town. And then the Knights of Columbus Council ourselves uh, with all of our characters that are involved every year. Yeah. We're actually thinking of bringing one more um, um, agency in this year 
I'm sure you've heard about it already, Kevin, but uh, the Bemidji High School fishing team is oh, in yeah. the process of launching. Uh, so we're talking to them about sort of being our next beneficiary to come on board and help the tournament out this year. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that potential partnership as well. So how do you make enough money to give out twenty grand and all those prizes and still give out that much money to the community? It is... It's really a three-legged stool if you want to think about it that way. We've got the the tournament registration, which funds a lot of the, the prize money and uh, the function of the tournament itself. Um, we've also got our raffle ticket sales, which you'll be able to hear about starting uh, in mid-February. You'll start to have those available. Uh, that is supported by uh, Ray Sport Marine. They do a fantastic job helping support that. And then... Um, our sponsors. We last year had over 50 sponsors involved with the tournament. Uh, most importantly, it was Acme Tools, Milwaukee Tools, Honda Power Equipment. They're our lead sponsor, but dozens of other sponsors that come in and help us uh, achieve a lot for this tournament and really become a part of the family, just like the anglers are, yeah. uh, because they can come down, they can they can help in so many different ways. In addition to giving us funds. Uh, that eventually go back to all these charitable beneficiaries we talked about. Okay. What makes this tournament, I think, really cool, um, you, the beneficiaries, number one, that's that's important. Yep. Uh, the community aspect, I think, is fun. It's a great Saturday. Everybody gets together yeah. and enjoys fishing or watching anglers come in, and, and it's, a, it's a, a fun time. Dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a fun time. Um, it's a great showcase for mm-hmm. the Bemidji area. And then the sheer volume of dollars that hits the Bemidji business community, particularly in the hospitality industry, guys coming in from out of town to fish, yes. staying in hotels, eating at restaurants, all that stuff. Buying bait. Yeah, yep. there's yep. a lot that goes into it. And these are these are folks that are used to coming into town, and they're not just there for that day. A lot of them will come, and they'll pre-fish the entire week before the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're doing their own catch and release beforehand, too, but... You know they're they're being a part of the community for quite a while, really getting to know the lake. So, has there, have you, has there ever been a study to see just how many total dollars of, of impact is made with this tournament? Boy, I don't think we've had a full study of that. I don't know that we could get our arms around that. What what really is impressive though. Uh, when you look at all the boats when they're lined up on the beach, and these are some quality boats. If you're mm-hmm. if you're used to going out onto your small neighborhood lake at Grandma and Grandpa's cabin and uh, catching a few panfish or maybe a walleye here and there, um, it's fun to come and watch at 7 a.m. when they take off with all these two and three hundred horsepower boats, and uh, they're all lined up along the beach. And yeah, it's incredible the value of the boating industry that shows up in Bemidji <laughs> just for that week. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's run down the dates again. Uh, those who have been in the or who were in last year's tournament could have between February 1st and 29th. Correct. To get registered. That's right. And then? And then uh, if you're a returning angler with a new teammate, returning from 2019 with a new teammate, you've got a week from there, from March 1st through March 7th. And then open to the public. Uh, if you've not fished it before or it's been a while since you fished it and you want to get in this year for the big celebration, uh, starting on March 8th will be your chance. Okay. I don't think that's going to take long. You know, we've it's gotten to be fairly quick. Uh, I think the last couple of years you're talking 15 minutes and it's filled up, but with an extra 20 spots this year, it could take a little bit more, but I still wouldn't take that risk if you want to be in and be ready mm-hmm. to go. 
Uh, and on top of that, it's the 20th anniversary of the uh, the event, the Knights Columbus Walleye Classic, and a $20,000 first prize. That's right. And there will be there'll be some other prizes we're still working on to add to that mix. Um, got some special things that will make it really a, a celebration and something to remember. So if people want to keep tabs on what's going on, I know you had a Facebook page. Yes. And I know you have a website. That's right. KCWalleyeClassic.com is our website. And then our Facebook page is Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. All right. Joe Shapesky is the head of the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic for the fifth year. And the event uh, starting as the Krause Anderson is in its 20th year. And what is the date one more time? June 13th. Always the second Saturday in June. So it's going to be a nice day that day. Um, I'll see you before then, but I'll definitely see you there. Great. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. This has been Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hear it exclusively on KBUN-FM 104.5, Thursdays at 1240 and Saturday mornings at 8.